Good morning. Listen, it is three o'clock, three twenty-three in the morning. Um, long day, good day. I'm happy to be alive, y'all. I almost I fell asleep on the road. Okay, damn near drove up into a wall. Nobody was hurt or injured. Okay. Um. So when I tell you, <laughs> I it I was wired for the rest of the day. And then um came home and really was tired, so I fell asleep and knocked out um in the comfort and safety of my bed. Okay. Um, but apparently I just needed a couple hours of sleep, so I am listening to one of my favorite th- you know, OG people. Um and if you know, you know. But I here's I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna title this, um well, I thought I knew what I would title it, but it's going to have to do with how we kind of process words or phrases that, especially if you're Christian, you grew up with like, do you need a pretext to have context? Which is funny because I had said that in one of my previous podcasts, um, but it's kind of funny how it kind of comes up later because I, I, I'm trying to remember what it was I was talking about, but I think I was trying to get a bigger picture of things. But here's the here's the thing. When when I heard this person say, um, you don't need a pretext to have a context, here's what I thought. And I want you to you may or may not necessarily agree with my conclusion and, and what I'm coming to, but I want you to kind of think about it in context of maybe <laughs> in in the sense of um if you grew up Christian, how many other things are there left on the table that we should be questioning? And understand that I do kind of analyze things to kind of see if it makes sense or if it holds water. And we are shifting from age of Pisces to age of Aquarius. Age of Pisces is very groupthink. It's very dark. It's very occult. And to me, occult meaning like hidden, right? Um... Age of Aquarius, it's like kind of more cutthroat. Um, it's very knowledge based, information based, and so you got to be able to. I feel like age of age of Aquarius is making you kind of become more refined in why do you believe certain things. People were selling you stuff, and how much of that did you buy in? How much of that can you stand on yourself as an individual? Age of Pisces is collective. Everybody goes to church. You know, everybody sits at the pulpit. But now it's like, what is a, what is, who are you? What are your thoughts? Okay, let me, let me kind of, so when, when they were like, you don't need a context, you don't need a pretext to kind of a context. I laughed because immediately it it was funny because it was one of those things where it, it could be triggering. Like I said, especially if you grew up Christian. But I want you to kind of think about it too. I don't have no loyalties to my religion. And it's moments like this where when she said it, to me, the, you know, my Virgo rising, and I'm pretty sure, I think there's another placement I have. Um, I think it's in Sagittarius, but it has to make sense to me. It has to make sense. And so as soon as they said it, it made me laugh. It was absolutely triggering but it made sense and here's part of the thing too the what they were referring to because I, I was actually watching 
the other content creator deal with some of the nonsense that um that that's going on out there in these internet streets and um what was interesting is i i i remember what i was hearing and seeing at the time but i think that i wasn't able to like call it out the way that this person did and this is why you have to pay attention to like how you're conditioned and how you're um programmed too i hope that you're able to see how i'm allowing myself to kind of um push through the mess because some of you may not have grown up christian but you might have been brought up a certain way and you might feel that gut feeling where your intuition is kind of telling you like mm, this is not right but you've been taught not to ask or push back or to question things or to blindly and so now this is about you standing on your two feet why you know why are you doing certain things right and so when when the other content creator what um was talking with this other person um the the male <clears throat> the XY said, oh, you need the context. And I, I was like, here we go, right? <clears throat> that was my thought. But I remembered that I did say something in a previous podcast. I'm not, I'm not saying that they hear my content or anything. I'm saying that this is a common, like not excuse, but this is common rhetoric that we use, right? Um. So he was like, well, we need context. And so the um, the the young person, the young lady that was was asking them questions was like, I don't have time to listen to three hours of stuff. And I was thinking the same exact thing. I was going to actually do a little um, comment somewhere in between, but this would be the time. Y'all, I promise you, it's, it's weird to me. I talk about like passive income lifestyle. I don't have a nine to five, okay? But one thing I don't have time to do is be on these long ass, like, lives with all these panels. Like, oh my God, do you not have a life? Do you not have things to do, people to see, places to go? Like, and this is like day after day. And then, like, for real, for real, y'all, I get bored really easily and I get frustrated really quick because. If I feel like we're going in circles and I and if I feel like there's not a solution, y'all, it really grinds my gears. So I think that during the pandemic, it was one of those things where you kind of could sit through a couple. And I am so glad to say like post-pandemic stuff, I just, listen, I, I have, so I as I think about it, I um there were some panel people I used to listen to. I don't do that anymore because one, there's no solutions. I feel like people go in circles and it, it starts to become like almost <laughs> senseless babble. And then it's just like hour after hour after hour and there's no like structure to it. And now that being said, there's one, there used to be two, but I, I, I've kind of cut, I've kind of cut one out but there's one person that when I listen to them I don't think they go more than three hours but the it, it's it's a nice flow of information where I'm learning things right and 
there's structure to it and it's not circular like repeating the same stuff over and over and over and over it's kind of like you're building a house with it right so you start off the introduction of the conversation and then you start to like interior decorate and you fill out your whole thing and then you keep it pushing now so nobody really has time to be going through three hour lives but here's the thing I honestly believe that's a, a gaslight tactic. And the funny thing is, not not funny, haha, but like funny, think about it. Because they do this in church all the time, right? And they have you, I think that there's a part of us that we allow people to tell us, like, that's not what I said. That's not what I, that's not what you heard. Uh, one of my mom's favorite phrases, uh, my both my parents, is um, somebody had gotten into an argument. I'm pretty sure the guy had cheated. And he told the woman, like, who are you going to believe? Me or your cheating or your, or your lying eyes, right? Who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes? So it's like, you know what you heard. You know what your gut instinct is. Your, your primary intuition is telling you uh, that don't sound right. Something is egregious. Something is wrong. You low-key have to wonder why people say certain things anyways. I've told you this too. I'm going to kind of skip ahead to my notes here too. One of the one of my other favorite phrases too is um, when people tell you or show you who they are, believe them. And I think that, you know, so many of the things that we do um, even if you grew up in church or not, the way that we're thought to think and listen to like, um, listen to content is like, it's permeated by religious like tactics. So that whole thing of saying like, oh, you have to listen to the whole context. You heard me say that. That's something I learned in, you know, in private school. Now, understand that when I say that they um raised us like very orthodox, it's with the belief that we're the only religion that is correct. And so they teach you how to interpret it precisely, you know, when somebody gives you pushback on something, right? And so I don't know that the XYs... Um, I don't know if he was Christian. That's the first time I, I had heard him talking. So I don't know all of their history or not. But it wouldn't surprise me if you've heard other males or even other, I think, women subconsciously say, well, like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant to say. Or you have to listen to all of me go on and on and on. No, your internal is correct. It, you and so I think that this is an opportunity. I didn't want to miss it for myself. And I hope that you kind of um, can reconcile. Maybe a lot of you, you're. I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going to be going through the same thing too. Understand we're going through a shift and allow yourself the opportunity to become your individual free thinker. Allow yourself to move out of this thing where, you know, because probably when someone tells you like, oh, you know, you need a pretext to get a context. 
they you have questioned them on something that that comment is going to come after you've questioned them on something and now they're going to attempt to try to talk their way out of what it is that you know that you don't agree with or whatever triggers you right um i'm kind of going by my notes a little bit here um so this might not be that long but it says so i said um it made me think about how i communicate right because Sometimes um, if I have been conditioned to think in the form of pretext context to have a better understanding, it means that I can become long-winded. It means that I think when I'm trying to relay a message, how many people have I lost along the way, you know, because I couldn't get to the point. Uh, there, I, And so this is so funny how I put the notes down too, because I, I the next line I put... <clears throat> Is that being succinct, in my opinion, is an art form, but there's also a science to it. So I remember when I was taking speech classes, um, like how to do presentations and y'all, I was getting ready to walk these stage. Who knows? Maybe these stages, one of these days, maybe I still might and will. Um, but um, it was so beautiful to kind of learn how to unfold something. It kind of goes back to when you do an essay. Um, one of the things they teach you is how to do an introductory paragraph. You have the body and then you have the conclusion. Um, and so I think a healthy medium is I don't think that you should allow people to gaslight you, especially in this day and age, especially with the rhetoric that they have to try to ha um um, have you second guessing yourself was I think the other word I wanted to use like and opening the door for them to have you going in circles and circles and I think a lot of XYs actually use that and then it leaves us women second guessing ourselves don't do that don't we're, we're not doing that anymore I'm so glad I heard that part of it because I was um I I had heard some of the live but I I um I probably have to go back and listen to it one more time because there were so many good points in there, to be quite honest. And like I said, it was just like blowing my mind. But I wanted to kind of say this too. Um, it made me think about how I communicate. Um, because I... I don't want to be, I don't want to pick up unhealthy patterns. I think that both you and I can agree that in as much as, you know, people tell us, you know, oh, you need pretext context, which is what I grew up with. Um, is that, is that really how we want to go into Age of Aquarius? And to me, when I think about survival, what is going to make it, not, not everybody's going to make it. And I'm not even talking about even, um, just some people being able to uh, be alive, but I think in terms of what what is going to allow you to not maybe even just survive, but to thrive, I think is the best way to explain it. It's not, you know, um, we're not going to die because of the way that we think, but I think what's going to be different is how many people are going to be able to, to thrive in the age of Aquarius. We're coming out of age of Pisces, so... Back then, you could have been into like religion, conformity, you know, uh -huh. I already shared with you guys how I'm more of a nonconformist. I'm heretic. 
which is so funny considering that I grew up in like orthodox things and I gravitate to movements and I I still get drawn in by the charisma and appeal of things and the persuasion and the hype and that type of thing. But if you think you can go, you're not going to to thrive in the way of like continue to grow and prosper if you can't figure out how to move from group thinking to individual thinking. That's what this podcast, this specific one is all about. I'm thankful it happened. I'm thankful I heard what she said because the next time somebody tries that gaslighting tactic on me, um, I'm going to be able to get there quicker and say, wait a minute. No, I I heard what I said. You said what you said. You're not going to try to talk to me in circles and keep me dragging and, and allow you to keep. So, but with that being said, you have to learn how to, when you communicate with people, um, the definition of succinct, right, is that either in written or or spoken, you are able to speak briefly and clearly. So this is forcing us to like, even for me, like right now I'm looking at my notes. <clears throat> Part of my responsibility is making sure I'm not having you guys go down a whole rabbit hole, you know, type of a thing where it's kind of like, I'm not clear and it's long winded. Okay. Um, so when you're communicating with people, and I think even when we think about how they tell us to communicate with a child, right? <laughs> when you're dealing with children, you don't have time to be like explaining every single thing, you know, um, time is of the essence and you've got to be able to say, this is what I need from you. So, you know, sometimes you kind of have to um, unpack it, but it doesn't, I don't think things need to be as long-winded as they used to be. I, in, when I think about even Age of Aquarius, I think of fast transmission of information. Um, and my favorite word is collapsing or like crunching it down, right? So, these XYs, especially, and I think it's more of an XY thing, but I know women can do it too. But I think it's predominantly as I'm reflecting at three in the morning. Um, and and when, it's been a while she, since she said it. So I've had a little bit of time to kind of process. But, and I do literally mean like maybe not more than 10 to 15 minutes or so. But it's mostly XYs that... um. On these panels, that that way of thinking, these long-winded panels where you're going in circles and you're thinking that you can use loopholes, people are onto you. People are onto you. And I also kind of, it, like I said, I wouldn't say it bothers me, but I would say protect your time also because y'all, do we, do, do y'all, really sit on these listen to these panels like just day after day after day and I, I hope like are you at least 
I think sometimes, um, but this happens more when I listen to, and again, I, I, I'm thinking about it. I haven't listened to a panel in, I'll hear clips, but I don't intentionally click on anything that has panels on it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Cannot do it. Okay. Um, and I remember like even thinking back to like even back in December and pandemic, just the aggravation that would happen within me because again, it's like, I am a quiet being, but I can't do talking, 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 talking. And I, we don't have a direction to go. Right. But, um, do, 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 do. Um, it says here, so I, in my notes, I put, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. When they tell you or show you the first time, and I think that that's why I wanted to mention it. This, I feel like this is a gaslight tactic because the whole reason this is coming up too is this XY was showing his whole entire ass, right? And what is so funny is that um, this is not the first time they've done it. And, um, one of the things I've learned, it was on from the behavior panel. It, it's a group of four men that have studied human behavior and they're really, I like to watch them. Um, it's been a while since I've watched them, but they will look at everything. They have areas of expertise from like body language to inflection of your voice to, um, kind of a little bit the pathology, why people say and do certain things and how to tell if they're lying or telling the truth and whatever. But, but, um, one of the things that one of the gentlemen says is a human organism, like we are, um, organisms in and of ourselves, it will continue to do what has allowed it to survive. Right. Right. So, if you, if you have found out that there's a behavior that will allow you to make it to another level to to see another day and you have done something that you get rewarded for that outcome over and over and over you're going to continue to do it that's why he said like when even when you see um adults who kind of um act a certain way it's because when they were a child they figured out if they threw a temper tantrum, you're going to get attention. I actually talk about this with um the Passport Boys, um, but I also want to make sure that I come back and t- and wrap it up in terms of um about how they use this glass gas lighting tactic. So because of what he said, and this is maybe about a year and a half ago now I've heard it, and so it helps to shape how I see how people act. And see like even the inner child on them and see how some of the things they're doing, somebody rewarded them for that behavior. So even when you look at the collective of the Passport Boys and they they do this little tantrum thing. And I also talked about this too. I, I It's funny how it's kind of coming together too. But on these panels, I, I was wondering, um, this was on the podcast where I was talking about um, the one with, with the male king. And I was like, these women that are on the panel, they don't understand that they're rewarding these men because to be in the presence of a woman is a, is something that I think even we don't understand fully. Like for you to breathe my air, to hear me, to have me, you know, in your presence, my whole essence 
And I, like I said it then, I'm going to say it again. It's not about even being cocky, right? <laughs> cocky is more of an XY male thing. It's about confidence and knowing my worth, right? So I, when I even think about some of the dating shows that have been, like when you go and listen to Kendra G or, well, everybody knows she does a dating show. So, cause I'm trying not to mention too many um, content people, but in a roundabout way, okay, so don't come too hard for me. In a roundabout way, when you listen to what women say they want from men, even though I do tend to agree with the argument that men are incapable of certain things, um, they they will say, I want someone who is driven, mature, uh, has to make more than me, just, uh, exhibits leadership qualities, is loving, is kind, compassionate, takes care of his children. So we set the code, right? We set the standard. That's feminine energy at at its highest form. You have some women who don't understand themselves and they don't understand, like we are, um, in many ways, if we didn't have those standards, we would be living in dirt huts. Like, you know, I think that really a lot of the most beautiful, um, advanced, even technological things are because of women. You know, um, when you think about my favorite car, for example, the Bentley, if, if it was left up to men, it would be, um, just something to get you from A to B. But when it comes to, um, like even making a a house a home, it's like, and, and you see this with bachelor pads and bachelor, you know, bachelor pads where it's like, I just need something with four wheels to get me from A to B. I just need a place to lay my head. Um, I just need one chair to sit in. I just need a roll of toilet paper on the counter and a little bit of soap to wash my hands but the essence of a woman is kind of like how do we make sure like we have 800 count thread sheets and satin sheets and how do we have certain lighting and a fireplace and have decor that's appeasing to the eyes and how do we have soft plush towels like we're not just running through the shower it's about how do we feel how do we dry our skin without drying it out how do we um, experience warmth and, um, cottonelle, thick, you know, toilet paper, although more for like a baby wipe type of person. But anyways, seen the hand there, but do you get what I'm saying? So I think that women don't really uh, fully understand. Oh man, I do want to low key go on a tangent and then bring it back. But I do have a problem when people, let me leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. So when when women are on these panels, they don't understand that they are rewarding these men um, in their temper tantrum state, right? And what is happening is when you've seen this rise of panels, these men, I promise you, they're not for how long, especially how long they are on these panels, going to call it. They don't talk to women IRL in real life. So when 
they have learned that if they put together a half-assed panel, okay, that now women are going to want to engage with them, right? And now you can captivate all of this woman's attention and all of her time. And she's going to put herself together and put on, you know, make herself aesthetically beautiful. And I actually don't have anything wrong with it. I think it's part of what the the woman doesn't really fully understand her role as a muse in the sense of like inspiring the masculine to action. So, but because we don't understand that, it gets abused and exploited. So, you know, every time a woman goes on, you know, um, you are giving them your time, your energy, your thought process, your logic. A lot of times you try to rationalize and reason with them. But a part of them feels like if I agree or um, um, you know, if, if I'm agreeable, then this conversation is going to end. That's why I talked about like even with the, with the passport boys and even when you think about children, you know, that are throwing temper tantrums. One of the reasons they throw temper tantrums is because they want attention. And they have learned that if I throw a temper tantrum, mommy's going to come over and she's going to do this whole fuss about me. They don't care if you might get in trouble or scolded. All they know is I want mommy's attention. If I do this, I might get in trouble, but I still have her attention. Right. And so um, there was a, when I was watching a little bit of the, the clip with the male king, um, I, it was interesting to observe that behavior. So what I noticed is that they they would say things that at this point I would consider provocative, not in a sexual or seductive way, but like things that they know. At this point, y'all, 2023, we know that the things that they're saying are insightful and so off the Richter, Richter scale that it's like, you have and so it was interesting to watch as a panel was going through how the women sure enough it's kind of like gotcha like they just wanted to get elicit a response out of you so then all the women wanted to speak up and now they kind of go back into okay good we we got them riled up um we got the ruffles you know riled up type of thing got their feathers ruffled so now we just extended the conversation for another half an hour to an hour and then they'll let you know them go through that and then they'll say something else to kind of get them going and so it's like you're just in this letting these people feed off of your energy and they know in many cases that they're not right um and even like with the passport boy stuff like listen I do believe you can show me better than you can tell me. Get these passports and leave. Love it or leave it. If you don't love what's going on all here in America, leave. You don't have to announce it. You don't have to post it. You don't have to have panels about it. Just do your thing, you know. Um, but we have rewarded them. Um, some of it, yes. We. I think it's one thing to talk about it like individual content creators, but like if we just keep, I think we're the 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 mess up is is you do have women that are like no please don't leave please don't go like we love you like what are we gonna do with that no let them go so 
um, I was talking a little bit about how it is a gaslight t- tactic, right? I think that we need to pay attention to don't let people, people, especially age of Aquarius, they need to be succinct. And I talked about how these men have figured out that if they are long winded and go in circles and tell you about, we need pretext for context and that type of thing, that is not going to survive in age of Aquarius. The way that we are thinking and moving, I hope that I'm helping to contribute in my way, shape and form. Like don't have, you know, don't put yourself in the situations like y'all there we, we are going into spring at the time that I'm recording this. The days are longer. We have summer coming up ahead. Uh, even when you look astrologically what's happening for a lot of us, we are on a launch pad for some of the most beautiful and amazing things in our lives, right? But you have to be able to adapt. And I feel like one of the things I wanted to mention too is, um, yeah, don't let them gaslight you. Which opens up this um opens up their ability for them to have you in these circular conversations, y'all, your time is so valuable. I really hope that you're not just sitting there day after day after day, hour after hour after hour, as much as I love my content creators and i I don't <coughs> I listen to like ninety nine point nine percent um women. I do listen to men. Um, I do have male content creators, but they're all in money. They're all in finances. They're all like in the economics sector of things or like the, um, the, the four guys with the psychology and human behavior, um, type of a thing. So I don't listen to any males when it comes to like, um, panels or, um, even individual, I, I, I could run down through my list of all the content creators I listen to. So one of my concerns is, you know, find something to do, you know, go out. Or I would even say, like, if you're exercising while you're watching them, I, I have done that, too. Sometimes I will have stuff in the in the background running, especially if it's the longer stuff. Um and so it's stimulating my mind, but I'll be doing things, you know, around, um, which I do notice sometimes women tend to do that more. Like they will tend to um, be listening on the big TV, you know, but they're doing laundry, washing the dishes, cleaning um, or exercising. Right. So at least combine the timelines but I kind of want to like low-key help you pay attention to how much time you're spending just sedentary and day after day that starts to add up in terms of time and if if that if those conversations are not adding value and they're becoming circular in the sense of like you're just spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere which is such an interesting analogy. I mean, if if some of you kind of know um, <laughs> some of the things I just said, there you have to circular. That that's interesting. I'm gonna. There's a reason that's kind of tripping me up a little bit. I'm gonna process that on my own time. And so, anyways, um, 
I think what made me want to come on here and record my thought process with you is because I'm listening to the the person talk about context, right? How we've been conditioned to use context and pretext and and how it opens up this this portal or this door for us to get gaslighted and to second guess ourselves and to um and then allow these people to start adding on and cuz you kind of have to understand Think about it. I talked about how um, successful organisms will will repeat what they have learned. And a lot of the behaviors are learned when we're children. By the age of three and four o'clock, for three and four o'clock, (laughs) y'all, it's 3.15. It's just turned four o'clock in the morning. So I am a little bit sleepy. I'm going to go back to sleep. But um, by by the age of four, you already know what a person, like their behaviors you you can kind of kind of tell now it does take time for their brain you know to fully develop until the age of 25 but but for the most part in terms of behaviors so it's one thing to learn how to reason and have logic um but for the most part by the age of 4 you 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 already know what you're dealing with and so Think about like that two-year-old or that three-year-old, that four-year-old, and definitely by the time they're first grade, kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, they have learned that um, if, and I, I kind of hinted at this, but there was something else I wanted to say too. If they have learned that if you, um, kind of keep saying there was something else I wanted to say because I know I wasn't going to repeat the same thing I said before and I kind of missed it (sighs) but it kind of goes back to the same thing too when 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 you watch these um men how they communicate with women they learned a lot of these behaviors from an early age and they learned that if they say a lot of things or if you if you ever get a chance to see a, another panel again, pay attention to the things that they say, right? And I'm not saying to to spend too much time on it or dive deep. I'm I'm saying like you're gonna notice that they want to keep you captive by the things that they say, right? And your initial thought is gonna be like, oh, that's not, that's the furthest thing from the truth. But now you're gonna want to hop up there and talk to them and and share all this stuff with them. I I don't see the purpose of you being on the panels with them. I think that it should be a reward, and it's so commonplace. So that's how they try to lock you in, and like now you are stuck giving them. That's how valuable it is. That's how valuable it is, right? So. They understand the value. That's why they keep having you come on their panels. And that's why they have you keep coming up, right? And that's why they keep saying certain things because you reward them with attention. Attention is a reward. And I think even more so for women, like every time we cam up, you know, every time we cam up and get on there, there's something about the essence of a woman that you want it in your life. Okay, now we have made it so easy for them to disrespect us. I feel like just shut them down. Let them go out in these real streets 
and try to have a conversation with a real woman. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So you going on there and, and calling up, it's like, oh, there's a woman out there listening to me. I'm going to say this. So she stays on the voice. She sounds cute or she sounds or whatever. And I'm going to keep half her in her spins. Anyways, so what made me come on here um, was when she, it, I put, it kind of like singed her eyebrows off. You know, like when somebody's giving you so much smoke, wherever there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> and I've said this before too, like, I'm not, I'm not even trying to give you all the smoke. Like when I come, I'm fire, which is so funny. Cause for those of you who, um, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, I, I did a podcast about somebody that I met and she had done my natal chart, but she read me for everything. Right. Um, in terms of my natal chart. And so the way that she does her reading, she says I'm fire, but I, I feel like I have, um, she doesn't do the traditional, um, way of things. Cause I have more water in my chart and I have fixed stuff, but I guess in its entirety, I'm fire. And I have joked about this before. I'm like, I know the common phrase for us to use is, um, I'm gonna give you all the smoke. And I was like, I'm not here to give him smoke. I'm going to give him fire. Because where there is smoke, by the time you give smoke, it's like from a, you know, from a distance, like you're going to get all of this fire, this heat type of thing. But um, I feel like when somebody's really going full throttle, I feel like it's so much heat and it's like, whoa, don't hurt me. Like, I feel like my eyebrows be just burning off. Like, you know, when a dragon or like if you ever had like a not an explosion but like a uh a bunch of fire come at you it will like burn your eyebrows off like that's how hot it is and so it's kind of like I I put in my notes here I feel like my eyebrows got singed off because the heat was just like and so that's what made me this is what made me want to come on here and share with you my thought process and how I um how really, truly saying that could be triggering, especially since I've said it on my podcast, like, oh, you need pretext to have context. That's how I was conditioned. But I, I am not committed to it. And I want you to think about other things that you've been conditioned, especially if it's an old way of life. You don't have to be um, conditioned, like, you know, stay in that programming. This is what made me want to come on here. She also said, you know, this is the same as religious people using the Bible, like the Old Testament and the New Testament. And that one, I still have to sit with. It was so true because you kind of have to think about, well, why do we have, you know, two different versions? And remember, I was saying one of the things um, I want us to think about is how do we communicate? How do we come come, come, come across to people? You know, we should, we shouldn't be living a lifestyle because I promise you, if we're doing this with our religion, it's going to permeate into other areas of our life. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And so it almost allows you to live kind of like a dualistic, um, life where you can be like, well, um, and this is how you start to get those arguments where like, oh, I'm a good boss or I'm a good person in this situation. And when you think about it, like, you know, when you go on a date and they say, pay attention to how you pay the waiter, pay pay attention to how he treats the wait, the waiter or the waitress. 
It's because there should be consistently consistency through your life. We need to live and speak in a way that we are ten toes down on what we believe. We need to be clear. We need to be succinct, right? Whether it's how we speak, how we write, and how we live. This is not the time to be like um, two-faced, which coincidentally, age of Pisces, Pisces, um, I learned more about Pisces because my moon is Pisces. And as much as it kind of sucked, I learned more about Pisces because of my last relationship. So in a roundabout way, like trying to learn more about him, I learned more about myself and more about Pisces is an archetype. And one of the things about Pisces is it has duality. It has the two fishes. So the fishes are going in two different directions. One minute it's swimming this way. The other minute it's swimming the other way. And Pisces, the fish is actually the symbol of Christianity, right? And so it's this whole idea of, um, you know, Old Testament, New Testament, one minute you're going this way, the other minute you're going the other way. And it really can throw people off of their, off their square. You know, can you think about how can, how much confusion that has created, you know, they they literally, it's to the point where I remember this was used to be a pet peeve with the religion I grew up in, how in the hotels, they only have the New Testament and that was one of the things with my the religion I was in. Like, oh, they had to take the whole Bible in its entirety, which it in to a certain degree is kind of the same thing that I'm saying. So, but not not in the way that um you have two separate things. You really, truly, truly should be able to pick up the first half or the second half and get to the same conclusion. Right. And so then now, because of that whole thinking, we've created a culture where we allow for um, selective outrage. Right. We've allowed a culture for where, it, it, you know, you can say one thing and it can mean something in this in this area and you can act a certain way and it can mean something else somewhere else. And I think it really opens us up to especially for women. It opens us up to get run through the mud and I think that xys exploit that in women right um I'm gonna try to finish out through my notes I feel like I could spend a little bit more time with that one but I hope you get what I'm saying it's kind of like think about how we've been how many times we've been told to kind of um Say, well, this applies over here, but it doesn't apply over here, which especially if you're a child and because I kind of grew up in the, you know, Christian thing too, it would get aggravating because it would feel like you are moving the goalpost, right? This is like moving the goalpost energy. We are being called to, to be consistent and thorough through and through. I think that that's could be part of the reason why. I, I'm surmising, right? But I so I don't have all the answers, but I think that could be part of the reason why people, especially religion and pastors, they don't like quote unquote new age because um the old way of doing religion is like there's so many loopholes and you can move the goalpost to your convenience and 
in my opinion, new age is about nah you this has to be clear cut across the board on all levels, right? You can't just um pick and choose and select which verses apply and when to go into Old Testament or New Testament, which and again that that actually is like low key of huge a flaw um for any Christian because now you have inconsistencies that the minute they start to throw in my mind the grew up Christian, whatever, but hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, what are you doing? I'm not stuck in it kinda does make me um tremble a little bit, like energetically in terms of when you think of how how you've been programmed and conditioned and how it spills over into other areas of your life, how much of these behaviors spill over into real life, like this moving the goalpost energy and why can't the book have the same theme? You should be able to pick up, you know, one chapter, one verse, and and there should be consistency and don't allow people to say, well, um, like, 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 for example, let, let's kind of, de- oh, I don't want this to be too long, but here, let me give you a little bit more of an example and add a little bit more meat. So the X, Y, a lot of you, I think you know what I'm referring to, um, at the time I'm recording this, but the X, Y said, well, I do respect women. Um, but she aggravated me. No, either you respect women or you don't. Okay. So even though you disagree, right? It's nothing egregious for you to show your ass the way that he did, right? We can disagree with people, but because he's disrespectful by nature and he doesn't respect women, that's why he treated her like that, you know? But you allow him to tell you things like, oh, I have the New Testament version of myself and the Old Testament version of myself. And now that you're calling me out on this, I'm going to move the goalpost and make it sound like it's contextual, that it doesn't apply to this scenario. And um, one of the things I put here is when people show you who you who they are, believe them. So we allow them to say, well, oh, that's, you know, the waiter got my order wrong. So that's why I called her all kinds of bees and hoes and, you know, disrespected her. No, if if that's how you handle disrespect. You better trust and believe that's how they're going to, when you don't serve them their food warm enough or you don't wash their dirty drawers or you don't, you know, do whatever it is you're supposed to be in the relationship, you better trust that they're going to move that goalpost and now it's going to really apply to you. That is who that person really truly is. Doesn't matter what the scenario is, right? All across the board. And I think that that's why you want to pay attention like, um, how you do one thing really truly is how you do everything. Understand that. Um, let me try to finish this a little bit, um, here too. I have two more notes. So it says, I put here, um, I want you to think about like who you are is who you will be. Right. So I think about how I've always questioned things, but Age of Aquarius allows me to be more verbal about it and to trust myself more and to push back, okay? And I want more of you to kind of think about more ways to stand in that 
in your own whatever it is that you believe versus groupthink, which is kind of funny because even with these panels, you have, when you think of how some of these um, XYs have like millions or thousands of followers, it's really low-key kind of funny because even when you look at the difference between men and women content creators, it I I just realized it right now, but it used to aggravate me that I feel like some of my favorite content creators that are women should have way more listeners, but women tend to be more individualistic thinking, which is kind of the low-key, the reason why I think we don't have a sisterhood. And they've been conditioned to kind of be more male identified. And so they will go and listen to men and then feel like they can engage with them. But what's so interesting is men are much more group thinkers. They're much more age of Pisces. They're much more congregational. Um, They're always looking for a, um, like a father figure type of a thing, right? So you have... It is crazy to me, like when to to hear a lot of men follow Andrew Tate, and like you can't think for yourself, you can't kind of question and push back. This is part of the reason why I put here too. I have a huge problem with when people start to tell you not to push back, and question stuff. I put I, this is the last line I put on my notes. I said, "There's a reason they discourage us from asking questions." One of the most important things when I went to um, private school, private Christian school is you don't question the pastor or your seniors or your elders. What they tell you is what it is. And so you're conditioned to just overwrite your, override your thought process, right? The second to last line I put on here is this is about dismantling the patriarchy or age of Pisces. And I put religion is like the brainwashing supreme. It's like the... <laughs> I remember I used that word with my little sister and she she laughed so hard. I was like, it made me laugh too. So now it... it listen, she thought it was funny. And so my successful organism part of myself figured that using the word brainwashing or supreme... Or gaslighter supreme is gonna get some chuckles. So I mean, if you think it's funny, then I'll probably continue to do it until somebody's like, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" <laughs> um, yeah. So, ooh, it is four o'clock in the morning. I feel like I can go back to bed and get a good, maybe like a couple more hours before I get up and out of here. Um, but I hope that you had several takeaways. And as I'm looking at the beginning of the my notes, what I hope that you saw with the way that I, I or heard from what I was talking through is we're gonna have triggers and don't hold don't be so quick to hold on to certain things, especially if they don't serve you. I'm gonna encourage you to kind of approach things the way I do in terms of analyzing it to see if it makes sense. Um you know, I'm not saying abandon ship and just jump on every new bandwagon, but I kind of want to hear you, wanted you to hear me talk through how something like that, like even something I had said like three weeks ago out of my own words, you know, wow, we have to use pretext to have context. And then hearing it from a different perspective is kind of like, Okay, I had just said that. What 
is what this person is, is what they're saying, is it true? What of this is going to allow me to ascend, you know, um, I wouldn't go so far as to call it new age, but I feel like another thing I feel like I want to say before I close out too is this whole, um, group think thing where you have a lot of men allowing other men to think for them instead of becoming the independent thinkers, this whole, um, moving the goalpost energy, um, and the rewarding of behavior for just talk and no structure, uh, that that's not that's not gonna it it has it's serving a purpose now but it's it's not an age of um aquarius way of doing things um and i don't want to put too many you know i'm i'm trying not to say like certain names but <clears throat> the ones that will thrive are more information packed um like i want to say good clean energy but that's my perspective but they have information, there's structure, there's order. Um, it's not attention seeking coincidentally, right? A lot of like the little bits I've seen of men, like even with the funky and and fit, I'm I'm saying this in a sense of that is all about getting attention. When he gets all those women around him, it's like, how do I get them riled up? Right? And more women sign up and come in. Right, time and time and time, but but I don't want that to get too out of context with some of the other things that's going on. I I'm saying that to say like um, that panel. There's a, there's other ones. I recently just heard about. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't really be on these men's panels. But my point was, um, if anything, it's kind of illustrating what we're coming out of. You know, age of Pisces, like. Men thinking for men, allowing a few men to think for the whole collective, a lot of men following. Women tend to be, we don't tend to follow other women. We tend to be like, oh, I'm different. I think this way or I think this certain way or whatever. Um, but yeah, don't allow these people to gaslight you, y'all. Especially not with that whole, they're going to waste your time. Your time is so valuable. So with that being said... You know, on the longer side, I feel like I did knock everything out. I'm glad I did have notes. I feel like I did follow the flow. But your time is so valuable, you know. Don't be in these two and three and four hour lives of just... And then you're going to start to see the patterns. You're going to see when the conversation starts to die down a little bit and somebody will come up and be like, how do we keep these women on this panel more? How do we say things to get women to react and to come up? Your Women, your essence is so um, valuable, you know? Don't ever let anybody gaslight you or, or anything like that and don't allow people to move the goalpost. What you is is what you should be like. Don't let them pull this like New Testament, Old Testament stuff on you or... When they tell you, you know, you need a pretext, they're just trying to talk you out of what you heard. You know what you heard. You know what you saw. Don't waste your time. Keep it pushing, you know, and and stop rewarding that behavior. So let me go back and 
jump back into my bed. Like the weather is so perfect. So I'm going to take my nap and then I will talk to you all in <laughs> on the next one. Bye. I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to say this. I, I had brought up the tater tots and the taterlinas and I talked about, I, I wanted to definitely absolutely leave this receipt because, um, probably when I wake up earlier to, um, uh, uh, later in the day, I will go and get the soundbite, but I'm bundled up in bed. Um, I don't really feel like moving around too much. But remember, I was like, you. It's kind of funny how men, you have millions or hun like thousands of men following what a, the way that another man thinks, and they're not questioning or using logic, which is interesting, especially like with women, I feel like we're more prone to be independent thinkers and we do push back and, and we do ask questions, but we second guess ourselves a lot. And so you're not going to have a woman with a lot of followers the way that you do with men having a lot of followers. And here's, here's what I'm going to say with the tater tot thing. I will never forget the soundbite so same thing like with all the other red pill stuff i've heard clips and soundbites of things that he has said um but i've never watched any of his stuff in entirety or you know when obviously he's banned he's not online online anymore so you'll have some of his groupies kind of chop and screw and put his stuff up but I'll never forget the one time he was, um, remember, this is on the cusp of when people show you and tell you who they are, believe them. And your initial response when he said, um, he's like, I asked men to choose between a ugly woman and if they had to sleep with a, with the man or with the ugly woman. And he's like, and a lot of you said an ugly woman. And he's like, I need you to think, people. So there he is. He's gaslighting TF out of you. Because a lot, he said, a lot of men chose ugly women. So for all the other people following him, the few of them said a woman. But he turns around and gaslights TF out of them to make them feel like they have to rely on his thinking and his way of thinking is superior. And he's going to make a fool out of you for following your intuition, right? So he's like, why would you want to sleep with an ugly woman? I'm, I would prefer to sleep with a um, trans Megan Fox. And it's like, no one said anything about trans. You're a trans is not a woman. But, but. He has millions of followers, right? For sure. Over one point something million or people before his stuff got shut down or stuff like that, right? And you still have people parroting men, parroting a lot of his talking points. And he's like, I would rather sleep with Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan's muscular, sir, sir, sir. When people tell you who they are, when people show you who they are, believe them. I low-key believe Tater, Taterlina is living ho his whole entire 
salad tossed life in prison right now. Listen, I really do believe they're passing him around like little hotcakes. And he's loving every minute of it. He He's letting you know how he gets down, right? But you will have... um. Instead of men thinking on their own. I, it always fascinates me how men will let other men think for them. And impose and superimpose their thoughts like gospel. So um, a lot of you know like um, Kevin Samuels. Cinco de Mayo. Y'all. Cinco de Mayo is right around the corner. Okay. But. Um, he was out here talking about, oh, after a certain age, women have hit the wall and, um, they need to be fit, friendly and feminine. And it's funny to hear how many men are using his talking points. The woman that, um, Kevin Samuels was allegedly with at the time that she died, he died plump, obese on the heavy side, right? Over the age of 25. Right? But you have all these other men that are still not going to question that. Still haven't put two and two together. And are still spitting out his talking points. The man is worm food for the love of God. Like, he's gone, children. Your king is gone. Okay? So, but... It just... it's and, And the other thing that fascinates me, too, is when... It's funny to me... Not in a funny, hilarious way, but in a way that makes you think that you have men out here allowing people like Crimson Cure or Male King or Pearly Scales or Scaly Pearls or whatever. The white girl, I don't remember her name. Um, talking for men. Like, I don't... Th- and it's interesting to me, too, because even when you notice what's happening with the trans movement, a lot of black women are like, we're not with the shits. Like, men cannot speak for us. I don't care if you feel like you are a man. We are the true authentic woman. Like, we are very stubborn and dead set. Like, you're not going to take your peen-wielding self into my territory and try to bamboozle me into believing that now you're a woman because you think in your head that you are one. If you think that, you mm, let me leave this alone. Let me leave this alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, I'm going to back off. But it's funny to me that men will allow other men to think for them instead of them thinking for themselves. And it's even to the point where they will allow other women to talk for them. Like, I remember the, the ex-wife I was talking about earlier. He's like, well, I get along with Crimson Care. And I'm like, yeah, because she's doing a lot of the talking for you. How would you let a woman that's shrouded in a bedcloth speak for you and your masculinity? She's not a man. She doesn't, you know... But you're going to let her speak for you. I, if I Listen, promise you on everything on I love, if I were to ever reincarnate, and yes, I do know that babies are not brought here by storks. I just use some of the stuff for you know illustrative purposes. But if I were to ever reincarnate to come here, and I was as 
misfortunate to be born as a man. Ain't no way I'm going to let a woman talk to represent for me. Like, I'm going to tell you, and I'm not going to let another guy, you know, and that, and that's what's so interesting, I think, with religion, too. We talk a lot about, a lot about how religion permeates um, the things that we do in, you know, whether you go to church or not, but you you go into a man's house, like the house of, would you say like house of God or into a church and you're going to have a male tell the head of the household how to think and how to act. Like, nah, you should be able to decide what you are going to do for you and yours, you, you know, outside of your own father. But that's why a lot of people, I think a lot of men gravitated towards kitten heels too, because they didn't have a father. Their fathers, you know, abandoned them and left them out here to fend in these streets. But that's really and truly the only person that you kind of should look to for mentorship, right? In, in in an ideal world. But I think in many ways, I am glad that men don't, aren't listening to their fathers. It, it's a double-edged sword because if you listen to it, the, you know, if they listen to their pappy, they're just going to learn their dusty behavior from the pappy, right? But the absence of the father in the home still ends up with them being, you know, just as demoralized and not being able to, like, man up the way that they should. At which point, low-key, like, no tea, no shade, you kind of have to figure out, like, the same way I had to figure out a woman up, Men just have to figure out a man, man up too. No one is ever born into like the perfect scenario, right? Part of life is figuring out, figuring yourself out. And it really can be a beautiful process once you can cut through all of the bullshit. Like you start to um, like that you are different from other people. You like to think, like to think that, you know what, um... It's okay if I have my own opinion on stuff. Like even when I was doing on the the podcast after this one, I already recorded it. It's uploaded. It's like, it's okay that my friends drink, but I don't drink. And they accept me for that. And I accept them for what, you know, whatever it is that they do. You know, I don't have to, to do that. We We can dress different. We can like different arts. We can watch different content and still be unique. But... Let's not just be like, I'm not going to have one content creator, you know, represent everything that I think. There's things that I disagree with all of the content creators that I listen to. Guarantee you, I don't agree with everything that they say. And that's okay. Right? I can still think on my own accord. I can have formulate my own opinion based on my experiences and look at it from a different angle and I think that that's part of the reason why you see so many men like follow other men you know because they're cutting out the thought process of independent thinking um and they become carbon copies of you know whatever they so whatever they think that person is stands for. So you have a lot of tater tot people. You know, it, it reminds me, one of the things that I learned when I was in insurance um, the first year was 
you get to the point where you you want to wear your own jersey, right? So even though you're a part of a team, like Kobe had his jersey, you know, Grant Hill had his jersey, Tim Duncan had his jersey, Allen Iverson had his own jersey, right? And so what happens is you have a lot of people out here wearing, you know, Allen Iverson's jersey, Kobe's jersey, Tim Duncan's jersey, Steph Murray's jersey, LeBron James' jersey. What about representing for yourself? And I remember when I heard that, it made me move so different too. It's like, now I wear my own jersey. That's why part of the reason too, I low-key don't gravitate as much as I used to, to um, fashion or designer stuff. I go for what looks good on me. And it doesn't mean that I have to come out of pocket. Are there going to be some designer pieces that I could throw into my wardrobe? Yeah. But now I started to take care, pay attention to what is my fashion sense. What is my brand? What is my sense of style? What is good for my family? You know, what is good for my aesthetic? And I'm not going to be out here trying to be like a Kim K or, uh, you know, all these other celebrities. It's like... Okay, I might like her lipstick, but I'm not going to emulate her whole style. I might like a song here or two from there, but I'm not going to be all, you know, Sierra or just all Meg Stallion or all Beyonce. Like, I have my very unique style and my sense of what femininity is to me. And even when I listen to, like, you can even hear how um, I can adapt and kind of take on other things, but I'm not. I still have my way of of um, emitting what that means to me, right? So, y'all, I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> Until the next one, bye.